everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I want you to write this down. Joshua 3, verses 1 through 4. Then Joshua rose up early in the morning and they set out for Sikkim. And they came to the Jordan and he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from the place and follow it. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits in length. Do not come near it, in order that you may know the way you shall go, for you have not passed this way before." Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, we continue talking about Joshua. And honestly, I basically cry through the entire episode. (laughs) I get really vulnerable and we talk about, you know, life is hard and how do we move forward when we feel like we are dealing with grief or mourning or pain and we talk a lot about prayer as well. So I think that there's a lot of hope in this episode. So we are really glad that you're here. So pull up a chair and listen in. Kara. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, I look rough. Oh, but you're not rough. You're beautiful. And, you know, last week I was so excited about moving forward and I got probably a little bit too excited. But I was I was so excited about getting into Joshua because, you know, we can just beat the Israelites to death. I mean, we can wander and wander <laughs> and wander and fuss and, and complain about them and judge them. And, you know, it's not that we can't see ourselves, as we've talked about, in the Israelites, it definitely, you know, they show a lot of characteristics of us as believers of Jesus and wandering and not knowing where we we're going to go. But now they're ready to go. I mean, they're about to step into the place that God had promised them. And I think mm-hmm. it was just exciting. I don't know if I was cheering them on or I was just excited to go with them as I was uh, <laughs> as I was uh, reading. Yeah. You're ready to get out of the wilderness. Move forward for the love. Go forward. And uh, and I think that today I want to talk about something because it was something that has always stood out uh, to me when I was reading it. And what I love about our conversations is because we don't actually go verse by verse, chapter to chapter. And you and I just kind of talk about what kind of hits us and just hoping that who's listening, it hits them too. But one of the mm-hmm. things um, that I love and I want us to talk about is it says, do not come near it. And he's talking about the art of the covenant in order that you may know the way you shall go for you have not passed this way before. And I thought about that. Now, I want you to think about the Israelites and this is another generation. Now, if they had not seen the mm-hmm. Red Sea, but they're about to see the Jordan River. They're about to have their... They've heard about the Red Sea. Yes, they have. And over and over again. And and they've heard about Jehovah and they'd heard about how God, you know, had rescued them and sent them out of Egypt and everything. So now this is the next generation and they're about to see God really do a mighty thing. But I love this because it said, first, God's got to go first. And then it says, go on, don't get too close to the ark of the government because God's got to move forward. He's got to be leading you. Because you've never gone this way before. And I just, mm-hmm. it just hit me. And I started thinking about 
seasons of life, I started thinking about where we are today in the world. You know I did. I tried to turn off the TV. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, everybody says we've never had anything like this before. And there are seasons of life. Then I started thinking about the people that I have talked with over the last month or two. And they may be uh, a mom that their children have gone off to college. They're empty nesters. And they say, you know, this is just new for us. I was talking to someone that their daughter's getting married and never been a mother-in-law. This is new to us. And I've talked to people that, you know, have moved away. They've had to go and settle somewhere that, you know, it's a new place. You know what I'm talking about. You've been there. I remember, uh, you know, when you went to Washington State. And I'm like, what? God, are you really calling her there? And we know that he did. You know, it wasn't, and we've talked about this on the, you know, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. Humanly speaking, you might look at it and go, did God really call you that? But you knew. You knew. I knew. Everybody knew. Yeah. Yeah. And still, I, yeah, yeah, I don't don't doubt it even now. That's mm-hmm. right. Even after what we know, we know. But it was new. It was new. It was new for me, for you to leave. Here is this beautiful blonde uh, by herself living way away. And, you know, I'm a Southern girl. So I'm like, where is she going? You know? And and one of the things that, you know, Kara, that we had the comfort in was we knew God led you there. And I think that's what they're saying in uh, chapter 3. I think uh, that's what Joshua is saying. He's saying, let the, let the art of the covenant go before you. And, you know, often we think these seasons of life are places that we are sometimes that we've never been there before. We sometimes think we led ourselves there. Or, and sometimes we have, you know, that's true. We sometimes don't wait on God to lead us, and we just take off. Like last week, I wanted to take off. I was ready to get out <laughs> of the wilderness. And, uh, and of course, I wasn't necessarily uh, equipped for battle because I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, let me get out of the wilderness, which is typical of what you, what is that Enneagram you call me? Enneagram 7. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call me. That, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, let's get out of the pain. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me. And so anyway, really and truly, though, as I began to finish Joshua and um, started thinking about, you know, they do go over, they do fight battles, and they do struggle. But they do receive what God had promised them. That you see at the end of of Joshua how they've all the land is allotted to each one. And then Joshua mm-hmm. dies. Bless his heart. He gets the promised land. <laughs> And then he does. But um, I yeah. think for us today, I'd like to hear what you have to say about that verse. Like, did that hit you when you read that? Have you ever thought about it? it says, you know, keep a distance, let God lead, don't come near it, so that you will know which way you should go because you've never been that way before. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't guess you are thinking about it. No, I am <laughs> thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I... uh I guess we'll bring our listener friends in. I've had a hard morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, so uh, like. excuse us a little bit because <laughs> I did not know she had a hard morning, but I should have known because we're going to do a recording. And uh, I know. Seems like it's a way yeah, that we're so very familiar. I am very emotional. Mm. Anyway, I won't get into it on this, but it's just, I've just had a hard morning. I'm just, my heart is really. I don't know, broken, sad, all the above. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't want to be sad anymore. Yeah, you, <laughs> but you want to get over. I feel like this is the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is the way. This is the way the Lord is leading me, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's just been hard. And so this with this verse, I knew coming into recording, I just had this feeling. I was like, I don't know what we're talking about, but I feel like whatever we're talking about, it's going to be probably more for me than any of the listeners. <laughs> Uh, excuse us for a minute if you're sitting here with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I, you're listening yeah, in. But, yeah. um, but this isn't for you. It's for me, apparently. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I have written in the margin, which I, I mean, I read that a, a mm. little while ago, and I don't even know. I didn't actually re- write this in the margin this year. But next to that verse, I wrote, it. it's basically faith that he will. And so, you know, they had to have faith that that the Lord was before them, that he, they had never passed this way before. And the in verse five, you didn't read it, but in verse five, it says that Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. Mm -hmm. And I am just really struggling to believe that God is going to do wonders Mm -hmm. because there's been a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, disappointment. So, yeah, I think for me it's the um I don't want to like I'm not going to put my dirty laundry on this thing <laughs> because <laughs> I know mm-hmm. this is just for me but yeah, there's just I just am, it's really hard to believe that there's going to be wonders on the other side. And you know what, Kara? Excuse us for a minute. Um y'all are listening. Is exactly what this verse is saying. And I didn't pick this verse out today, even though you're going through whatever you're going through, because I don't know of that yet, because we haven't talked about, we haven't talked to you about it. But I picked that verse out last week, and I've been meditating on it. And as I see and know that, you know, some of your struggles that people that are listening in may not know all of what no, but I think I can say with certainty that one of the things that you're struggling with is that it's it's not that you're not trusting God to lead you. It's not that you're leaving God. You want God to lead you. You want God to do something. But I think the reason it's hard for you to believe that God's going to do something new or, or God's going to, you know, it's going to be better on the other side is because it hasn't been for so long. Mm-hmm. I've been in the wilderness for a long time. And, but it's just hard for you to think there's going to be something new. Like, as I can think, you give me the freedom to say that, let's just say, being single, you've mentioned that several times on the podcast, and you keep wondering, God, is somebody going to come? Is somebody going to come? Or is he it? All that kind of stuff. And there's been no, no, no. So, you know, it's hard sometimes when God's like, trust me, because I'm going to do something great and marvelous, which is what the verse you read, it's hard to believe that because that's a way you've never seen before. And that's a place you've never seen before. And as, you know, people are listening in, I don't know where they are in their life. Um, I wish I could see your face, uh, even though I see Kara's face and she's got tears running down her cheeks. I, I understand and, and I understand that it's hard sometimes to trust God because He's asking you to trust Him when you don't see the road ahead. And that's why He mm-hmm. said to them, He said, you can't go before me because if you go before me, if you go before the Ark of the Covenant, which was the presence of God, 
you won't have the assurance that I've led you. And, you know, when we first start talking about, you know, Washington State, difficult as it was, what you held on was God led you for you. Yeah. And I think what is hard and I'm grieving and mourning a particular relationship and it's one that I have, I have not been in this place before. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it's, you know, it's this grief and mourning and how to move forward mm-hmm. when you're grieving and mourning. And yes, there's an element of for sure the singleness, but I think in, there's also, there's all the little things that you have yeah. to mourn, you know, and I think it's just the mourning of a, it's lo- a loss. Yeah. And, and I have to be honest, I have not done very well at letting God lead because it has been so painful um, and a pain I hadn't, I haven't really, I haven't experienced this kind of pain before and it's a new territory. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know how to enter into this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it's, there's an element of, I think my tears, there's an element of conviction of you haven't, I haven't been disobedient Mm -hmm. necessarily, but I also have not been super, um, I haven't been walking as strong and courageous as Mm -hmm. I know that I can. And I know that I have the strength to, it's almost like I've just kind of like sat on the bank Mm -hmm. of the Jordan or the Red Sea. I don't know what's, I don't know what sea's in Mm -hmm. front of me, which one, but, but it's almost like I'm just like sitting here like grieving and mourning and it almost feels too overwhelming to take a step forward. And I just haven't, I haven't been believing that God is um, going to lead to another place of, you know, wonders. Mm-hmm. But I don't, there's to some degree, I think, you know, I, I think we've talked about a little bit on here of needing to mourn, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sure. the past. And there's, and like any loss, whether it's a literal death or a death to a relationship or a dream or whatever, there are these things that pop up that you're like, oh gosh, I didn't, I haven't mourned that yet. Mm-hmm. And you don't really realize what level you haven't mourned yet until you're faced with a situation or a moment mm-hmm. or, you know, you remember or it's just basically facing reality. Yeah. And I think that's where it's like sometimes reality is hard. Mm-hmm. I, it, well, of course it's hard. And uh, a death to a dream or an unmet expectation, that's difficult. And, you know, as I was so excited about, you know, moving on to uh, the Red Sea and the Red Sea and the Jordan River both needed miracles and they needed God to do it. And God had to, you know, separate them. And, you know, they walked through the Red Sea, but the Red Sea was still there. And so the water was not away. It was divided, but it was still there. And that's what we're talking about, like walking through something. And I think that when, you know, I was thinking about being so excited that, oh, we're in Joshua. Now we don't have to talk about those Israelites. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we did. There's still just another generation. But what I was thinking about was, you know, just wanting to move forward because I get excited because the pain is hard and life is hard. And I'm like, I'm just looking for something different. And I think sometimes that's why we get ahead of God. It's like maybe he was saying to the Israelites, don't rush around, you know, don't hurry up and get out of this because I've got to lead you in this because you know, we do want to run away from pain. We do want to hide. Uh, we do want to pretend we're not in pain. We're pretending that, oh, they didn't hurt my feelings or whatever. But yeah, they did. And that's what you're saying is sometimes you have to stay in that. 
Mm-hmm. And only God, Kara, can really lead you. And whoever is listening, wherever you are, if you're experiencing a disappointment or pain or whatever, you know, wherever you are, I feel like you're at the table. So I, I don't know where you are as far as where you're in your pain. But if you are ex- in the middle of feeling hurt and feeling disappointed in God and disappointing with the way life is right now, you have to let God lead you out of that pain. And I don't know how God's going to do it, and I don't know when He's going to do it. And often what I want to do is I want to rush you out of the pain because I don't want my little girl hurting. But then I also know there's worse things than being hurt. And I know that that's hard to believe when you've got tears, like nothing could be worse than this. But there's pain, and then there's devastation. And whatever God has withheld, it would have been a a deeper pain. And I don't know what that is, and I don't know who needs to hear this. But what I want to say is that what we want to talk about and what I want to encourage you is to ask God to lead you out of that pain. Now remember, He led them to the Jordan River, and He parted the Jordan River, and they did not think they could get through that. And they and he parted it, but the water was still there. They walked through it victoriously. And what we want, we want it totally gone. We want uh, as if we never could even think about it ever again, or we never even know that ever happened. We want to kind of have someone to come in and and take it out of our mind and our memory altogether because it's too painful to think about. But... Often God says, now this is a way you've never, you don't know, you don't know what's ahead of you. If you will let me go before you and let me pave the way, let me do the miracle, let me open up the Red Sea. But I want you to follow me because you've never seen this before. And I think that's a beautiful sight. And I think that's what's hard is letting him mm-hmm. because you have to trust that he will, that he will do it. Um, I mean, even this morning I was thinking, about what you always say of when you talk about your story and I don't, we won't get into it right now, but when you talk about your story and faced with the moment of basically choosing your way or God's way Mm -hmm. and God asking you, do you want to look back and wonder what I would have done if you had trusted me? And I think that's similar to where, I don't know, that just for Mm -hmm. me personally, that's what I felt like God was listening to my heart and not, again, I don't feel a conviction of, like a disobedience of where I've, mm-hmm. I've been. And I think I tend to beat myself up a little bit because in all honesty, I have been a little bit of denial, but as my counselor so graciously reminded me of, that's a part of grief. Like that's mm-hmm. not a bad, that's um a, that's part of the process right. and allowing that denial to kind of, it's like you just, you're weaving in and out of the denial is almost, it's not bad necessarily mm-hmm. um, as long as, as long as you walk through it in a healthy, healthy way and, you know, with the Lord. But because, yeah, sometimes things are so overwhelming that it's almost like I think there's some grace in that from mm-hmm. the Lord of like, yeah, I know this is a lot to this is a lot. So, you know, it's OK. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, verses six, it says five and six, five. You read five. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow. The Lord will do something and that consecrate 
is being obedient. That consecrate is being holy. That consecrate is I'm taking and removing everything that uh, is not of God. And I think that that's kind of what you were saying. Like, I haven't been obedient. I haven't, like, you know, just totally you walked away from God. Yeah, I haven't been disobedient, I haven't, t- but I haven't totally walked away from God. And I think what God was saying, I want you to consecrate yourself. I want to, you to present yourself to me. I want you to be holy. Uh, I want you to want me. I want you to want my way. I want you to follow me. And he says, and if you do that, you will see wonders. You will see how God does miracle after miracle. And, you know, you talk about that God brought to your remembrance this morning about what I've said over the years is when I was going to walk away and and, uh, go live and do what I wanted to do and didn't want to you know, hear what God wanted to do. I was disappointed in God because He had not healed my dad, and I didn't walk through that grief, care. I didn't mourn those things, and I stuffed it, and I stuffed it till one day I was so, you know, overwhelmed and depressed that I started feeling, I just want to run away, which meant I wanted to run away from my marriage. And when we went to that pastor, and he said, you don't want to look back and wonder what God would have done had you not obeyed me. And I think when I think of that, it would be like these Israelites, or you, or me, sitting beside the um, Jordan River. And as the Israelites started to take one step, as soon as the priest took only one step, the river, Jordan River, began to open up. Mm-hmm. And I would have been sitting on that shore, on that side on the river bank and watch the Israelites go across to all that God had promised them. And as I was sitting there, the river would have come back together to flood uh, levels, and I would not have been able to pass over. That's what that pastor was telling me. Do you want to look back and wonder what I could have done? If you'd obey me, Kara, if I had not made the choice, a hard, difficult choice to trust God, you would not be here. Mm -hmm. You came after that. And I am so blessed to have you. Excuse us a minute as we're talking about just. (laughs) uh, But, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. When I've said often, you know, I know that I'm a product of a redeemed marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. And as difficult as it is, and, and I will say this, I decided, you know, I was going to trust God. And what I had to do is that I had to memorize scripture. I had to renew my mind. I had to really trust on God. And I was thinking about the art of the covenant. And, you know, that's the presence of God. That was where God was. And in that art of the covenant was three things. And one of them was Aaron's rod, and that represents God's power. And the other thing was the uh, Ten Commandments, and that represents God's principles, God's truth. And the other thing was the uh, jar of manna, and that represents God's provision. So as you right now, Kara, and who's listening, and me, you know, having to trust God with some difficult things. I don't, I mean, I'm doing this even with the, the podcast. I don't know anything about this stuff. I sit here in front of this mic and I just go blank. I just have to trust God to do it, to go before me. 
And I'm so thankful mm-hmm. to do it with you. So I have to trust God's power to do it in and through me, which is what you're talking about. You knew yeah. that you've got to trust God, and then yeah. you've got to renew your mind. It's like the Ten Commandments, God's truth. And then the yeah. man, man of God's provision will provide. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, it's not by coincidence. And again, I know this, you know, in a few days you're teaching your, mm-hmm. um, write this workshop. down with Dot Bowen, mm-hmm. one day prayer workshop. Yeah. And I have not been, for lack of a better word, tapping into prayer as much as I need to or want to even, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say need to, but in order to tap into that power within me and to, mm-hmm. I mean, and to really lean on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that, you know, with this workshop coming up, it has really been challenging me to pray more, honestly, mm-hmm. because I I tend to, I don't even know what it is. I just, I forget about it. And it's so weird because I, I don't, it's like I forget, but I don't forget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what, I don't know what happens habit. to me, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. not a habit. And um, I want it to be, but anyway, all to say is I have really tried, especially this morning, you know, and when I'm like feeling it, it's, it's just so overwhelming. It it can be, par- it feels paralyzing mm-hmm. and really trying, just being like praying, you know, just being like, yeah. I can't, like, I, I, I can't. And I don't want to just go to prayer when, you know. I mean, he doesn't care if you just can go just because you're desperate. He wants you to go all the time. If it means you just go when you're desperate, go right. when you're desperate. He's there. But Kara, it's funny that you would bring that up because, you know, ironically, the people that were here this, it will be right after the prayer uh, workshop. But this week, yesterday, had a horrible day. Now, I guess we're just going to talk terrible things on this podcast here. You've had a bad day. Where, I mean, I don't even blame you if you don't listen to us anymore. But but really and truly, and, and my hard day was just, just was a hard, I mean, it wasn't like what you're going through. I'm not saying that. But if you're going to talk about prayer, and your heart is so toward God, and you want Him above everything else, you kind of like to know He's around. And mm-hmm. yesterday, I was like, God, I know that you said you'll never leave me or forsake me, but I don't feel you. And I'm having a hard time believing you are. Now, that's not really good preparation before the workshop. So y'all just pray that this workshop works out for us. <laughs> but, you know, but it really kind of was because you know what? I had to get down on my knees. And I, you know what I had to say? I'm here without words. And to be honest, I think God was kind of happy. I think God was <laughs> well, just like, that's, well, a, that's a rarity for you. Yeah, like, well, phew, maybe I words. can talk here. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Because, you know, I spend so much time telling him how can he can change everybody's life and change the world and change mine. I, you know, I give him so many suggestions, as you heard me say a thousand times. But yesterday, I, I had none. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what you want. And I and I literally, was praying, I prayed for you, as I always do. God, what do you want for Kara's life? What do you want for Scott and Addie's life and for my grandchildren's life? Uh, yesterday, as a lot of people know, I mentor, uh, you know, my grandkids and my kids. And uh, Raleigh was coming, and she was coming this that afternoon. And I was in that kind of a shape, like, Okay, God, she's coming to hear from you to speak through me, and I don't even know where you are. 
I know you're on your throne. Mm-hmm. And I had to get down on my knees, and I, and I had to do what I feel like uh, God has shown me. And, it's, and it has a lot to do with prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about a parable and how this person comes and knocks on this man's door and asks for bread, and he don't want to get up. But he says this, I have nothing to give you. And I think that's been probably my consistent prayer always. If I'm going to go and teach, if I'm going to go talk to someone, if I'm wanting, you know, to know what God wants for me, is I just, I want to surrender, I want to consecrate myself. I get down on my knees and I say, God, I have nothing to give. I don't have anything to give you. I don't have anything to give them. And if I'm going to give them anything like bread that's nourishing, that's, you know, life-giving, it's got to come from you. Yeah, I think the, like, what I personally am, like, really needing in prayer is, one, that intimacy. Like, I just, I do, I don't actually, it's not necessarily I feel alone. I I just don't, kind of like what you're saying, I feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so I think, one, prayer being that, you know, connection, um, it's that intimacy with the Lord. But then also, I've stopped asking. Like, I just mm-hmm. kind of, like, when I have been praying over, I don't know, I mean, maybe like six months, a year, like, it's been a while, I'll show up in prayer and I am there with the Lord, but it's it's like, I, I don't... I feel like, why ask? Because you're going to do what you want to do. And I want him to do what he wants to yes, do. So I it's know. not that, but it's, but that is that intimacy of, I think even, even if I were to say like, this is what I want, I want you to do what you want. But it's like, I haven't even been saying that. And mm-hmm. I think that's in part that's probably why I don't feel mm-hmm. as connected to him because there's a little bit of a wall of my in my heart and... So yeah, I think it's like I think it's all those things with prayer of like I'm feeling desperate and I'm wanting him and to heal my heart and mm-hmm. heal all the things. Sure. But then also I'm wanting him to do a miracle. And also I want him to you know, it's just all mm-hmm. of that. It's going to him for everything. For mm-hmm. I need I need the connection with you. I also need you to do a miracle. I also need you to restore and heal and mm-hmm. you know, I just and I also just need you like because mm-hmm. I and I don't want to drown. I don't want to take a step into this sea and drown, even though I fe- may feel like I've been drowning. I haven't been. Mm. But you know what, Kara? I think I, I love what you said, and and I agree. Sometimes you just have to say, "Why pray?" Because you're going to do what you want to. And I've said that to God, so I understand that. And I, I guarantee you, everybody at this table right now that's listening in uh, has said that too. But prayer isn't really trying to convince, and you know this, God to do what we want Him to do. But you stay down there long enough till you get to want what He wants. And I don't know how long that takes. And so I think that, you know, as we're marching in to what God wants for you, that I do think God wants to really do a miracle in your life. And the fact that you haven't walked away from God is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. And I think too, I just had this thought of, I think a lot of times it's like that persistence where God's like, 
you've, you know, you've kept asking me and it may seem like I haven't been doing anything or not doing this or not answering or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like we stop when we get, we stop short of the miracle. I think sometimes of, because it's, um, you know, because he hasn't yet or, you know, whatever, but, and I know it's like a whole other thing of when to stop praying, you know, Mm -hmm. and when to know, like when to know Mm -hmm. when to stop praying for something or when to keep praying, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But I, anyway, I just had that thought of sometimes we, I think, at least for myself, it's like, don't, don't stop before the miracle. And not that we have control over the miracle that God's going to do, but just saying, um, we just don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And, and we talked about this a little bit one time, because we talked about we pray until God says no, and we pray until God answers it. And uh, for the same thing, and that's persistent prayer and stuff that we're talking about. But I think really and truly what God is asking you, and of course, I did not know this, it's definitely from God, is just to take that first step. You know, when the priest and the that were and the people, the Levites that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, when they stepped in the water, that's when it started to to split open. And we could sit there on the bank all the time and go, "Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen?" And I think that trusting God, not saying, "Oh, oh, I'm going to move forward and do something I want to do and make it happen." It's not making the Red Sea open up. It is trusting God to walk, let Him walk before you so that He can open it up. And that's that mm-hmm. first step you take. It's not a lot of people go, well, you know, you got to move forward. you got to go make it happen. you got to seize the moment, those kind of things. And then you're getting ahead of God. I've seen it so many times in ministry. It's like, oh, we're going to make this big plan, and we're going to do this, and we want this to happen, and we're— going to start, you know, have this com- uh, convention or this uh, conference or whatever, yeah. and then pray and say, God, will you bless it? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like for you, like how do you move forward and how do you grieve and still grieve and still move forward is trusting God. Yeah. And I think for me, my first step was honestly praying, yes. you know, and and probably crying and grieving mm-hmm. it like that. Yeah. That was a step. Absolutely. For me. Yeah. That, so, and I yeah, think it's, it's a like step that. for everybody, to be honest. I know you saying that, you know, I know that who's listening or whatever, they're like, well, yeah, but I'm not there. But yes, you are. I don't care where you are. The first step for all of us, that's what's in Joshua 3. He says, consecrate yourself. And that's what that means is getting down on your knees and surrendering and saying, God, I, I can't. God, I don't want this. God, I want you to change this. That's being honest before God and going before God. You know, Jacob wrestled. With God, he said, "I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me." So, you know, I think it's part of that is saying, you know, so yes, Kara, I think that's the first step of doing that, and um, we just never know what God's going to do unless we trust Him, unless we let Him lead, and unless we are willing, like Jesus said, "You will be done." It will be the hardest prayer. You will ever pray. But it will also be the most freeing. And so together, let's walk and move forward. The best is yet to come. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. 
To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Bowen.